Caputa. Well, welcome everybody. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us one more time. I don't know why it is with these intros. I'm thinking I like want to make this grandiose statement and it's really just being like, hey, I literally forgot last week for the recap, the intro. I was like, what? You know what we're supposed to talk about tonight. Come on in. I was dying rewatching. <laughs> oh my god. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Um, so but no, thank y'all for coming and hanging out with us. I'm really excited about <laughs> tonight's topic. I think um given our current climate, I I feel like that's always the line, but this stuff is really like it's really getting everybody fired up. So uh, I think it's important that we explore this. But, you know, we're starting with these current events uh, these days, and I love it. So, um, Ari, you want to kick it off first? Sure. Um, so in the spirit of questioning Black women, I decided to go with um, Trump's, we'll say 45s, 45s, um, kind of promoting, sidestepping, answering a question from a reporter about um, her being qualified or eligible to legally hold the, the um, position of vice president. Um, we've seen this before. He is the one who invented the birthing um, belief or the birth or theory. Um, with President Obama. Um, and, you know, I think it started off from like a super right-wing um, news news place, right, uh, um, originally. And, and then it, he just never like rebuked it um, and kind of like, we'll have to look into it. We'll have to look into it. He kind of like, you know, played that. And um, it's telling, it's telling because obviously we've seen this before. This is the same thing. Do not be same fooled. Thing. Right, the exact same attack. Like, damn, y'all not even original with your racism. Like, you don't even have new reasons not to like us. What the hell? <laughs> but anyway, um, it's it's interesting and infuriating to see it start to unravel all over again. Right. Mm -hmm. Um. People have quickly spoken up and said, no, this is not true. At least um, most of the fair um, or centrist, they try to be centrist, um, you know, news news outlets. Um, obviously, you know, Kamala Harris is legitimate, more than qualified, and certainly eligible. She was born in Oakland, California. Not that I need to say that to validate her legitimacy. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's just ridiculous. It's it's just ridiculous. Um, and I thought that tied in nicely to, like I said, questioning women, questioning Black women, um, asserting themselves over their, um, where they belong, asserting themselves over um, how women identify, right? how women relate to themselves. Mm -hmm. All goes in line, so. Absolutely. Yeah. I saw people working extra hard to be like what we're saying right now is not racist i'm like 
but <laughs> you have to drill that point home like you're definitely racist <laughs> like, I don't know what other way to put it like right it's it speaks volumes so and I people usually say that whenever what they're about to say is like extremely racist <laughs> like undeniably like what do you mean you don't mean to be racist you just said the most racist thing I've ever heard in my life <laughs> It wasn't even a little bit like, oh, like, do you like chicken or something like that? Like, it was like full on racism. Like, damn, girl. It wasn't, it wasn't the crazy racism light, like, right? That right. right. Like, you know, like one of those things that you can be like, uh, that's funny, but shut the, like, that's not, you know, but that's not funny. Like one of those things you can kind of like, no, you just, girl, you just straight up. Mm -mm. It's just, it's just funny to me that people always say that, right? Yep. When they say like the worst thing, it's like the, <laughs> the most worst shit you could ever say. Like, I don't mean to be offensive, but it's like, uh, uh, I'm already on the defense mode. Right. And, that's not the and right. just because you're trying to give this disclaimer doesn't mean it's not racist, dog. Like, I see you. I'll fight you right here. That's the reason why you're giving a disclaimer. That's what disclaimer. Come on, sis. No. And Jess, your current event ties perfectly into that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's current, but it's not current, right? So today is the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment. And in reading a lot of the posts about how this was, you know, monumental for women, and it was for some women, right? So I just sort of wanted to take some time tonight to remind folks that you know, the, it was largely like uh, the initial waves of feminism, right? It was about white women. States still used poll taxes and voter suppression tactics like they are today um, to deny voting rights to black women and to Latina women. And at the time, like in the 1920s, indigenous women and Asian women often lacked citizenship. So they couldn't even vote in the first place, right? So the way in which we think about the 19th Amendment and the suffrage movement, um, Elizabeth, Katie Stanton, and other white suffragettes championed equality for women that looked like them, yeah. right? And we still see that today. So I thought it was interesting that we subconsciously chose this topic for today and it all sort of melds together. So we're just good like that as well. <laughs> For sure. It just works. When things work, they work, baby. Hey. <laughs> Ain't nothing to it but to do it, right? And so as we talk about uh, gender norms and how, you know, Black women are viewed, what kind of stuck out for me in reading all three of these pieces uh, is that, one, this ain't new. Just like the, just like the racist, like we done seen this shit before, uh, <laughs> and also it's always um, the guy. The guys do it too, right? Like the guys don't get grilled like the women, and so I, I kind of wanted to start out with this tweet. <laughs> Or or all of the tweets, if if you want to. But this James P. Bradley dude, Cardi, uh, yeah. Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion are what happens when children are raised without God and without a strong father figure. 
their new song, The WAP, which I heard accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> made me want to pour holy water in my ears. And I feel sorry for these <laughs> girls if this is their role model. First of all, there's two women. So your grammar is what I'm coming at right now. So, <laughs> here's that, Mr. James P. Bradley, House candidate. Let me get back to the chat. So I feel, yeah, no, go right. Go, 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 go. I think at the beginning of one of the articles, in fact, I know it starts off with like a super serious headline. It's like COVID, there's pandemics everywhere, like, you know, and then the next sentence is, but we're focused on Party B and Meg the Stallion and their WAPs. <laughs> <laughs> we have, and it's like, they're yes. And it's like, not only do we have other things to focus on, but why are you so bothered that this would supersede that whenever, like, that's your job? Like, we know, we all know that's your job. You know what I mean? Like, I just... It's easier to pick on this thing over here than actually deal with the real stuff that we've got at hand right yeah yeah it's crazy to me it doesn't make it any less frustrating it may i think it makes it even more frustrating right yeah yeah and uh that republican congressional candidate uh shit like deanna lorraine or whatever that was also quoted in oh right right yeah calling them Mm -hmm. depraved and she said that they set the female gender back by a hundred years with their disgusting and vile song. And it's like the thought of sending women back by breaking stereotypes and norms, mm-hmm. right? Like what they're pissed about is that they're not complying with whatever standards we're holding women to in terms of sexuality and language and all that jazz. So if like, if that's setting us back, then send us the hell back. Like, I don't want to, right, have to (laughs) adhere to whatever all this is. I just thought that was fascinating, especially if you look at these folks, like this response, the verbal response, but then there's like the money, right? So it's the biggest debut of an all-female collaboration on YouTube. Number one on Spotify, number one on Apple Music, like six on global Spotify. Like society's telling you like, we're cool with this, whether you're accidentally listening to it or not, you know? So the juxtaposition of this is horrible, like this shouldn't be versus like people like, yes, yes. Like give me more of this, right? I just think that's, I think that's fascinating. And as Ari was saying, like, the people in office, their job is to represent their constituents. Mm. And so, right, right? like if, if you're holding folks to this standard that like clearly is outdated and you're not even dealing with the real issues, like what are you doing here? Like what? Right. right. Again, it, 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 they're worried about stuff they shouldn't be worried about. Yeah. And yeah. so how do you... 
What's bothersome to me is that this falls in line with telling women what to do with their body. And we have policy formed around that. That's where like, that's, cause like, I don't care if you have an opinion. Like, I don't care if you want to talk about it. If you accidentally listened to it, if you went like, you know, he went home, and, you know what I'm saying? He watched the video. We'll say that, you know, he watched that video accidentally. You know what I'm saying? So like, whatever. But <clears throat> what's problematic here is these people form policy then right. around women and their bodies and how right. to control them. And that is the true issue for me, right? Um, I know that traditionally, it's kind of like, uh, that's not ladylike, right? That's traditionally, that's not ladylike. So I think it's hard for people to kind of get into this new wave. I think um, with everything, uh, I think feminis feminism has been having this like new wave, this more modern wave, and it's kind yeah. of like updating its definition, updating what it stands for, and all of these things. And sexual liberation is part of that. Being sex positive is part of that. And not only, like, that's a part of hip hop culture, right? Like, we just, like, they named several other female rappers. Like, that's just a part of hip hop culture, but right. it's also a part of American culture, right? Like, if we are obsessed with sex, so why are you mad that now women are making money from it? And it's not just in this in this spectrum, not just in hip hop, not just in music. Mm. OnlyFans is like huge right now. Preaching and Cardi it. brilliantly opened her OnlyFans right after what? Like she, the business move. Mm. Business move. Wow. But yeah, super smart, right? But um. It, we keep seeing these themes that promote women giving pleasure, mm. but it's, it's unheard of or problematic or vile and vulgar for women to even get pleasure too. <laughs> like, wow, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's just, it's absolutely mind-boggling to me too. and and the part that yeah i keep going back to this but it's the part that sticks with me is these people make policies yeah. they make policies that are dangerous and they're continuing to roll them out we've yeah. seen it heavily over the last couple of years so um and like yeah there's this thing called covid can we like <laughs> focus like can we like honestly like can we focus so how do we how do we shift this to make it the norm when there are so few Cardi B's and Megs? Well, I think there are so few Cardi B's and Megs because it's not safe for women to talk about their sexuality, right? So um, there's tons of research on folks' perspectives in terms of a woman's personal and professional ability based on the amount of partners she's either had like articulated that she's had or folks assume she's had. And so are, you know, if women reveal their sexual history or preferences, then they are violating social norms, which leads to these less than favorable impressions of them. And so depending on, 
women's position and their personal and professional relationships, that could get really dangerous. Like as Ari was saying, this has policy implications. So there's a reason why we have rape shield laws to prevent information about victims' sexual histories and past behaviors from being submitted in court or Title IX cases, right? So it's like women's sexuality is weaponized against them. Mm-hmm. And if we look at backlash in corporate America for women that report sexual harassment uh, cases to their HR departments, often lose their jobs, right? Or either immediately because of, you know, submitting a claim or they're pushed out of their job because of retaliation that then goes unchecked. And research also shows that black women are more often the victims of sexual harassment in the workplace because black women are perceived as an easier prey because consciously and subconsciously we know they have less power in these situations, right? So I think that until we start to own our shit, right, there's not, like, I really fear for women having to lead this movement of acceptance, especially because, as Ari said, like, as a nation, we're, we're obsessed with sex. Yes. For some reason, we still allow it to be, like, taboo, but 40 million Americans visit porn sites. 70% of which are men, and they visit at least once a month. And those men are typically between the ages of 35 and 49. So these are most likely the married men that are making commentary on younger women's social media accounts or you know, young entertainers and all that jazz. And so it's like when women own it and make it work for them, i.e. make money off of it or feel empowered by it, then people get pissed off. Yeah, but you can watch porn, which is historically abusive towards women. Right. Mm. And you'll pay for it, right? Right. You, and you don't want your you don't want your wife to be a stripper. You don't want your you know the sex industry is massive, but you don't want it like any of the women you love to right because then they're they're tainted. But like this is something statistically we know folks are watching on the daily Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so it's like until until we can like legitimize that i think it's really hard really hard and women internalize that too like think of how many women talk shit on sex workers be they formalized right so strippers or escorts or folks with an OnlyFans page, right? Just sort of like grassroots kind of stuff. Like women internalize that in really bizarre ways. Yeah. Just like we've talked about like Terry Crews and right. Some of these folks of color, like seemingly being like, do you not understand like what you're a part of? Like what you represent, right? There's that disassociation at this and this concept too. So I just, it's mind, it's truly mind boggling to me. I'm with you on that. So, you know, we see the AOCs, we see, you know, um, all these people, all these women beginning to take these seats that make these sorts of laws, right? So do you think them and that becoming, I feel like that's, we're going to see that even more 
they got yeah. Corey Bush, right? Like all these people are starting to infiltrate that space. So do you think there's hope for it to eventually for it not to be taboo? Because like we, like we've said multiple times already, like we're obsessed as a country with sex, but we want to, but we'll, that's the right. thing we want to talk about though. So right. how do we shift the, the culture so that it is accepted? I mean, I feel like them doing what they're doing empowers other women to then embrace their sexual desires to speak up more. Yeah. And again, I'm not just seeing this. <clears throat> this was probably the most um, blunt, you know, um, um, display that I've seen of women embracing their sexuality. Yeah. But it's certainly not the only one. Netflix is super sex positive. Um, I mean, even with young, I'll say young adults, you know, about dating, you know, um, multiple dating or whatever it is. And, and, you know, having different partners, seeing what you like, speaking up, what are you doing? You know, like, and there's, and we've seen like scenes on like um, Insecure (laughs) that are like super hilarious, but then it's just like, yo, like, you know, you can kind of like understand or like, so I think that we're seeing it more. The representation is beginning to um, come out more, which is huge. Um, so I think that's great. And I really think that by women realizing how disturbed some of these people, in particular men, in particular white men are, uh. um, and and using that like, okay, well, if this makes you mad, I'm going to continue. It's like that Beyonce meme. I don't know if you ever saw it when she's like sipping her drink and it says when you're, when you're, um, when your girlfriend's annoying you, but she doesn't care. And it's Beyonce just like (laughs) sipping her. She's like, you know, she just looks so unbothered. Like, I feel like that should be our approach. I feel like it should be like, Oh, you mad boo. Oh, you mad. Oh, I got something for you. Grab the bucket, grab the mop. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah, I do. Yeah. There's something there, right. Just unapologetically owning that. Yeah. Taking back the power. Mm-hmm. So what's this look like on a day-to-day basis for us? How do we, how do we fight the man? How do we? Well, right. Cause I think that like some, some women feel empowered by things like WAP, right? Um, but for some, like, I mean, it's all personal, right? So it's just like, however you feel like you can own your sexuality, represent whatever womanhood means to you right because femininity is like (laughs) there are spectrums of all of this right um but i think that just like our issues as a nation with racism and white privilege and everything when people feel attached to positions or standards or ideologies that they believe are like their birthright. Mm. Um, Mm. That's when you get backlash. So these societal norms of what women should be, should do, right? So this sort of like, women should be communal and sympathetic and timid and, you know. And so if if that's your true notions of women, you're gonna be really pissed off when you feel like they're taking opportunities and privilege away from you via leadership roles, um, 
you know, just owning, like being a dominant personality, right? So just strong women piss men like that off. Right. Regardless of if it's like they, a strong sense of self, a strong sense of their sexuality, whatever. And so anytime you challenge that historical male dominance, you get backlash from those kind of folks, as well as women that are internalizing these like patriarchal values. So I think that in that sense, representation really matters. So in the day-to-day, celebrating women in non-traditional roles, which should be, like, <laughs> that shouldn't even be like a phrase, right? But if we think about, are we, are we inviting women into spaces? Are we asking to be into spaces? Because a lot of the times the argument is like, well, then nobody was interested. Like nobody asked, right? And so advocating for yourself as a woman or standing up, if you're a man, right, to, to advocate and bring women to the table, put folks into positions where they can be heard. I think that can go a long way because as we talked about with bias and stereotypes, folks are gonna keep those notions until something challenges them otherwise. So if you believe women to be, because perhaps you were raised in a house where those were the norms, like this exists, this isn't something that someone makes up in their mind, like this is how a lot of households roll. So if you've never been challenged to see otherwise, like it's going to be really alarming. So we just need more opportunities for folks to be exposed. Mm -hmm. Ari, do you want to add to that at all? Because I have another question. Um, I guess, yeah, I I just want to amplify um, with taking back the power that we were just speaking about. how in particular this is important for black women and women of color, but especially black women, because we have um, this stereotype, it's constantly perpetuated in the media about black women being these hypersexual, um, um, overt, um, pre- animalistic, you know, wild women. Um, <clears throat> and so I think. I'm willing to bet money that that's why they dressed in the 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 wild prince. And I mean, I just thought that was so good. Um, yeah, and had these you know fierce felines in their videos, and like it just totally went with it. I loved they knew, it. They knew what um, they were doing, right? Oh, oh yeah. for sure. Oh, for sure. But like again, they totally owned it. And Cardi has always, she's never been shy. We spoke about this, I think, a little bit on the IG live last week. Um, she was a dancer, you know, and she she has no problems, you know, and in fact advocates for sex workers and and um talks about some of the dangers that, you know, she encountered and things like that. So um, you know, this is in no way Uncharacteristic, you know, uncharacteristic of her. Sure. Um, it's not. And I, I appreciate you're saying. It's right, not- right, and I, and I appreciate that she's not shy about that. But all that to say, them owning that also does things specifically for Black women because of the stereotypes that are constantly perpetuated in the media. So for them to be two of the biggest rappers right now, and to command that type of attention and to literally throw every stereotype about their women identities their their black identities their intersecting identities wow and 
own that, like it's super powerful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's super powerful to see. And it does, it makes me feel empowered. Well, okay. I'm hoping I don't forget my other question, but I want to ask <laughs> sorry. one question, but no, no. I have two, but I, I, I think that this one's first. Would Beyonce jump on a remix with them? I think so. You know, I, I, I don't think it's a coincidence either that she's been more, you know, she's really started in her music embracing her sexuality in the past couple of years. Um, and I think, I think maybe the world kind of views her, I mean, she's Beyonce, so she's like super angelic, just like all the time. But I think the world kind of views her differently because she's like, I mean, Jay-Z is part of her brand at this point. You know what I mean? Like the family, she has the family image super, yeah. not that Cardi doesn't, but she doesn't have it traditionally. Like we're used to seeing it, if you right. know what I mean. Right. Um, but I, I definitely think she would. I, I think she's probably bumping it like, eh, you know. <laughs> it would speak volumes. Don't you think it would help challenge some people in the idea that like, oh, the the ladylike women wouldn't sing that song. That's that's for the unholy and unsaved. And it's just like, dude, just like and unbutton your top button, dude. Just you know, let that Adam's apple breathe, bro. <laughs> like, just calm down. But it's like, how many music videos come out every week with tits and ass everywhere, right? But if women aren't if women aren't make like the primary breadwinners from that, it's okay, right? Like if they're just objects in the background. Objects. Hell, some of the music videos props. don't even show the women's faces, right? No. They are sheer props, body parts. Mm-hmm. Nobody's freaking out about that Ev- ever, right? We're not talking ever. about like the wholesomeness of that. Not to mention, we talked a little bit about. No one was also tweeting or just shouting into the ether about like Lil Wayne and having a bunch of 12 year olds singing lollipop at middle school dances. Like nobody was worried about his position as a role model, right? And that argument always comes up. Like women are supposed to be role models, especially black women, right? Because it's like, well, shit, we let you get this far, right? And how dare you then you know, <laughs> do that in our face? But then men can, it's just like, that's locker room talk. That's boys will be boys. That is human nature. Um, and so I just think it's fascinating the, the layers of shit that Cardi and Meg had to deal with, right? So it's just like, it's misogyny and sexism on top of racism on top, mm-hmm. right? It's just like never ending. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. So it's this, and oh. may I point out that usually these people are the ones that comment about like, oh, Meg's too tall. Oh, she's too tall. I don't know how she like, you know, or, oh, um, Cardi's boobs are just too big. Like, so they're yeah. too big. For, like, it's like, yo, like, they're too big for you. That's what's up, because you'll never touch them. What? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just don't understand, like, how... I guess I just don't understand what it feels like to be the center of everything all the time. I just don't... Under, I can't comprehend that. And it just, like... I I just look at people like, I, do you realize there's a disconnect going on? Like huge, you, huge disconnect. Mm. 
So in um, the same lane as misogyny, are there more fellas, men, that get this than not? And if not, do we need more men to get it to help, like on the day-to-day to change the narrative? I think that perhaps... <laughs> yes, Mona. I would love to move through the world like a cis straight white dude. Right? Right. Can in you my office, imagine? In my office, we always, like, if there's, like, a big presentation or whatever, we're like, go in there with some 45-year-old white male energy. <laughs> Just own that. Like, that's the kind of confidence we need to see in here. Because, like, they cannot, they cannot. Be Walmart wrong. sneakers. pants. <laughs> George, go up in there, you know, you know, a visor, just go up in there. But I think to answer your question, that men can get down with this, meaning women owning their sexuality. I think women owning their power and agency is a whole different story. But certain men can approve of women owning their sexuality if they're not their women i.e. their sister, their mother, their girlfriend, their wife, right? Because clearly, statistically, they're consuming this. Right. They're watching it accidentally. Who knows what they're doing while watching it? But they're watching it, right? So they're consuming. But there's still the disconnect between, like, that's okay for them, but, like, in my house, for my mom, for my sister, you know, as for me and my family, we don't. <laughs> yeah, but you and, will and not bring home. dishonor to this family. <laughs> right, right. And so it's just like, just like we said, racism is a white person's problem. Like misogyny and sexism is a as a men's problem. Arguably, specifically, white men. Um, Doctor Jess. But you, you know, know they need to be like. There, <laughs> there is no reason for them to rage against the patriarchy, right? So you have to make it an, a non-option for them, right? So it's not like we can wait for them <laughs> to get on board and to understand it because clearly they don't. Um, and so we need to exercise our agency um, and find our confidence. But yeah, they, I mean, we, we need them to get on board eventually. There's so much, and I feel like there's certain. I'm sorry. I'm just. There's so much work to do. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) That's that's your thing. You're like, how are we going? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, he's gonna ask me how. So let me start thinking about (laughs) solutions. (laughs) You have the answers. I'm bringing it out of you. I I don't know. I think that's a great call out. Owning your power versus owning your, that's, that's a huge thing. I'm super interested um, to kind of see that unfold and how that does. Um, I, I feel like, um, I'm sorry to pause for so long. I feel like I say that all the time, but um, I feel like 
men can get behind it. I think that like anything, it just takes time. And I think that there are certain things, right, where we have to sort of tiptoe around because it's just so like it, every, everybody in society has to kind of like, it's kind of like jumping into cold water, you know what I mean? But with this topic and women owning their bodies, owning their power, owning their sexuality, I just feel like there's no room, like this is something we can be super bold in. Um, this is something we can totally like grab by the horns and, and just own it without say so or approval or permission. And so I'm really happy and proud to see these women doing that. Um, I, I like it in Beyonce's music, we referred to that before, Lizzo. Yes. Um, she's, yeah, she's a big one. She, she's always talking about, at least on IG and in the times that I followed her, um, have followed her about sex work, um, being sex positive, being body positive. Um, but I think as we continue to see these women truly own it, it'll, even if it's something small, like Dr. Jess said, you know, not everybody feels empowered maybe when listening to that or, you know, but maybe whenever you're looking in the mirror, you'll look at your ass and be like, oh, okay, like, you know what I mean? And like, start a little something. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. And from there, hopefully grow more and hopefully the representation keeps coming and people start realizing, oh, that's normal. Oh, that's, you know, that's, that's regular. That's okay. That's, applauded you know um and as we do hope right 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 and i think another thing too is what we as women we have to empower women we have to let go of that competitive energy around the men we have to let go of that fuck that shit yo fuck that you know we we gotta let go of that and then once we realize like no because Think about this. How it would be really cool if we hopped on that remix, right? But how cool would it be if we had Nikki and Cardi and Meg and B, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Had every all all the giants right now in the in in the hip hop and rap game. Yeah. On it. That, and it's unfortunate that there's division in that because they could be going so much farther together. Right. Um. So. Yeah, I, I I think we really have to let go of that energy, right? And realize, like, fuck the male gaze, fuck, you know what I'm saying? Unless they pay in. <laughs> Get your money, sis. Get your money. You know? Yeah. And it's okay if that, that's not for you. Personally, that's personally not for me. Right. But I'm not about to be mad at somebody else who it is for. Right, right. You know? So I think as we continue to do this and have this representation and empower each other, we don't have to ask permission. We don't have to get validity from any outside sources and we can just continue to own and grow. That's my, and that's my hope. Yeah. We all got to work together and we all have to get the, get the message and understand it and be on one accord. Uh, I guess for me, I've always called this like finding your voice. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and owning who you are because once you own who you are no one can tell you shit right, right? right. and so uh at the same time you 
you sh- people should be able to tell you stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's, it's important to that you own who you are, no matter if it, if it's normal or not. Right? You can make it normal. Your weird is cool. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a there's like an industry. There's an entire industry that makes billions upon billions of dollars of women thinking that they're not normal. And if that many of us are not normal, guess what the fuck is normal, right? So if we think about the diet and nutrition industry, the makeup, it right, like we spend a lot of money. We fuel total industries based on our female self-hate. Yep. And so when we counter that, the market has to respond, right? So if we look at even the small social media pop for body positivity, specifically two-piece bathing suits larger than a size extra large, the market response to that, right, the availability of swimsuits in different styles and sizes in comparison to even five years ago, right? Like the market had to respond. Like if if folks, if that's what they want to buy and they're saying like, I'm not here for this anymore. Yeah. Like purchasing power in a capitalistic society is real power. And women are major consumers. Like because we still have these notions of like women running a household. Right. So it's like we, we are the designated consumers. So oftentimes our money has to talk. Um, And that's how we can put pressure on corporations and organizations. Right. Because it's like, no, I don't subscribe to that. I don't, I don't, right? So then that's where the pressure comes. So I do think there is a lot of power in owning your own voice, right? And thinking about like what what your ideas of womanhood uh, in society looks like, right? There is, there is real power in that. 100%. I think of our buddy uh, Taylor Pinkston and her No Makeup Mondays. Yeah. That is a a strong, hard stance against the industry. And I love that she has that initiative and uh, that women particularly, yeah, you know, it's for women, obviously, but like that every week, religiously, I see in her story, it's that, you know, that are like very much behind that. So uh, we need, I feel like we need more, we should have brought her here tonight. We need more women like that you know, and you know what? She used to be, she's talked about this before, but she used to be addicted to makeup. She used to not leave home without it. Wow. So like her doing that no makeup is like a, a pretty big deal. Yeah. And she does it every single week and like week. people participating in it. It's awesome. So it's such a cool movement. Mm-hmm. Again, there's, there's power in starting, you know, take your weakness and make it a strength because and if and and share that with people because somebody else is suffering from it from it too you know uh so by sharing our stories which you all know all about it it it, it helps somebody else out so yeah. and it sounds like that's what's at the root of all of this if we yeah. um you know cut away with the beef and just realize we're all kind of <laughs> kind of in this thing and and how and fight the fight the system then the system has to work for us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
there's so much work to do. Absolutely. <laughs> that really is. That really is. We're, we're doing it. We are. We're doing some of it. And I think these conversations, I see more advertising for conversations like this. You know, we're not the only ones <laughs> doing this work. And so the more we make it not taboo, you know, it's, that's going to help shift things. Yeah, that's how you create new norms. Like culture is a product of what we will or will not allow in a space. So if we determine like, no, 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 this doesn't work for us anymore. And you start to get a collective consensus around that, then that can no longer prevail. And sexism is simply just uh, the ideology that these traditional colonial arrangements make sense, right? So these stereotypes, these tropes, these historical limitations that we put on women um, are just perpetuated because we've been grooming people to identify with these norms. So if you know, if if you work slowly, family by family, wop by wop <laughs> to combat that uh, gender norm, right? Then that's how these things begin to change. Yeah, taking it taking it back to wop. I think about you know, <laughs> I was definitely singing in my bedroom as a ch- teenager. Get your freak on. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like there have been some bops that are just <laughs> like. They were going down in the Michelle house, and that's a Christian household. We were kicking it. Sis, even sexual healing, like, that's the yeah. shit. <laughs> like, and these are, like, songs that we're like, ooh, when they come on. But it's like, yes. it's a woman. Wild. But... <laughs> so it, it, it sounds like, you know, in our spaces, it, it's e- it's not easy, but it's important that we just like the other topics that we've been talking about, code switching, privilege, all of those things that we're like cognizant of it so that we can challenge it when we see it so that we might, you know, perpetuate the good stuff and do away, do away with a lot of the bad stuff because there's a lot of bad. But there can be good in, in, in ways that can shift us to a mindset where we think broadly about these these things instead of just like well that's not that's inappropriate (laughs) well no but think about how you know you digest this stuff like i love the little wayne comparison like we were all how is that not that was there were no articles no outrage (laughs) and that song in fact that song was dedicated do you guys remember do you all remember um static major who was featured on that song died like right after the video was made so they ended up dedicating that video and that song to static major like that was (laughs) that was like a memorialized song way to go (laughs) i'm just I mean, I just have to point that out because it's like, wait, you know, like when you yeah. think about it, like, and I mean, that's, I think that's explicit. It's about, it's just explicit, just like the unedited version of WAP, like, you know, and. I mean, uh, what, what was 50 Cent's song? 
I'll take you to the candy shop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that is my jail. And Disco Inferno. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. You know, so, and I guess we've kind of t- covered this, but why why aren't there pieces like why don't why don't we rage against the guys for because they're supposed to be sexual and if we think about the race dynamic right black men like that sort of fetish around that right like that because they're men because they're black right there is just that lens on it um and so it's just fascinating to think about it like in each in each sort of intersection. Right. Because like, I mean, genuine, like I think about all these songs that were top 40 hits. In those jeans. <laughs> Pony. Pony. Right. Pony. Like Pony, that was period. what came to mind. I'm like. <laughs> period. It has to come yeah, on at every, I mean, again. It every dance. Your high every dance. dance. And so it's just like there is yeah like men are allowed to own their sexuality and as a society we've you know determined that black folks are hypersexualized, right and so it's like then black men get the green light and they can sing about it and black women are then going to be punished right for for doing the exact same thing but there's clearly an industry for it like one of the pieces cardi was like I make it because it's what people want, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. she was like, they're, they're buying it. Shut up. Right. Like if they didn't want it, then I would be make something else. So it's just, she's not wrong. And I love that she like throws it back. Like you people are, you're paying me. And until you don't, <laughs> then this is what we're going to do. Right. This is the arrangement. So she's smart as hell too. She you is. know what? I don't even, I just I think, think she makes sense. Like a lot of people don't question stuff or they just go in and it's like, hold up. Like, this is what y'all pay for. You see, I got 60 million views. Yeah. And it's like, she just makes sense. That's why I like her. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> I'm not like crazy about her music. Kind of like how you were saying about Lizzo. Like I'm not, it's not like I'm a super fan of Cardi's music. She yeah. has some like bobs that I'll get, that I'll listen to, but um, I just- better. Yeah, I just appreciate how she moves in spaces. Like, she does not give a shit, right? And she calls folks out. And she will speak, like, she doesn't accept the fact that certain topics aren't for her, right? So she's talking to politicians, and she's talking about the education system, and she's talking about women's rights. And then she's rapping about what, like, she's like, I'm going to talk about what matters to me, and you're going to sit down, and you're going to listen to me, and you're probably going to pay me to do it. And so I just really... I love that. I love that. She owned her. No one had to dig up the fact that she was a dancer. You know, she was like, this is me. This is my history. I took your money then. I'm going to take your money now. Like, I just, I really, I just think her energy, even if you don't enjoy her approach or whatever, is is commendable. Like, I feel like we can all find ways to channel that within our own realms. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I really like her, but I am interested just real quick at how then, like, how'd you feel whenever that came out about her, like drugging men and stealing from them? (laughs) How'd you feel? Like, yeah, my, my reaction was kind of like, (laughs) you know what I mean? But like, 
I, I um, think I kind of feel like it how when we were talking about like looting and Black Lives Matter, like if you objectify women, right? If like, so we talk about social contracts, right? And so if folks feel like they are not valued in the contract, then like, fuck your rules, right? So the stuff that she had seen and she shared about like really aggressive men that were dangerous, right? And so she did what she needed to do and she took a little something along the way. Like I, I don't know. Sometimes (laughs) I'm also the kind of person that's like, she killed a rapist, justified homicide. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I like when, <laughs> when in Rome. I know. Game. Yeah, like I, I know. know that's like probably terribly left of me or whatever, but I'm just like, if you continually tell folks verbally and through subconscious messaging that they're not worth shit, then you yeah. can't expect them to adhere to whatever your societal norms are, right? Like, right. You put someone in survival mode. That's what they know how to do. Consequences of that, yeah, right. So I didn't feel any kind of way. I mean, I laughed. (laughs) Do I think, like, on a big conceptual level, do I think it's okay to see? No, but it is what it is. That's what Michelle said. (laughs) Can't argue with her. She sure did. She said it is what it is. I was like, ooh, child. I need, I'm excited to go back and watch that. Yeah, I need to do too. But I, I want to be, just like when I uh, I went to, see, I know we talked about this already, but I went to see Black Panther by myself. I need to, I need to be in a space when I, when I watch the queen, the queen bee drop the, drop the wisdom on us. Yeah. <sighs> that's how that. I feel about Beyonce I'm like I don't want to be distracted any TV time I had over like the last couple weeks I've been working while I do it I'm like no I need to be in the zone <laughs> and it's true because like it's it's obviously it starts and you're watching and whatever but like I think that once like it doesn't get into the meat like the visuals like you do and you really have to I think it's very easy to kind of get lost in all music very yeah. minimal words because it's already it's difficult for some people to just watch musicals you know right. what i mean right um i mean but she's just so captivating every frame i'm like good lord like i just can't wait for you to watch it because i just want to talk about it <laughs> but it's really good i was going to say you could watch that to get in your head spacey mm-hmm. i was going to say you could watch that again to get in your head space that did wonders for my week <laughs> brilliant just tears tears yeah me walking around the house with a basket on my head lord i was just (laughs) (laughs) in the water god she's getting it oh lord i just loved everything about her i felt so um so seen yes so seen when i watched it it was so good i feel like at some point we'll have to do a talk on um fiance and her greatness um, because she's she's worth the time and, and energy but speaking of next topics what should we what should we segue into next week what haven't we talked about there was a few things on our list that we hadn't talked about yet yeah do that 
and I'm also thinking, I'm like, we still have more we could cover from white privilege. I was say, we can, I mean, we can dip back into things, like God knows these things are deep <laughs> and vast, so. We just, I feel like we just uh, scratched the surface on a couple. I mean, honestly, I do too about privilege. I feel like we can talk about more about privilege in general and specifically how white privilege um, in a white supremacy flourishes. I, I, I think there's so much there. Like we could talk about that all the time, honestly. But I've actually been like reading, researching, looking at more stuff on how to understand and better explain privilege. Okay. And um, there's a lot of stuff that we just didn't fully delve into. So and hour is not enough. <laughs> right. And hour is not enough. So I'm cool with that if y'all are. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so we'll say this week's topic is white privilege. Take two. Yeah, a we deeper put, dive. We put a no, put another colon in there for Jess. Yeah. <laughs> Session two. <laughs> I don't even know what to name it. Session two colon. I don't know something funny. <laughs> Pointing out your privilege. <laughs> I like alliteration. Point them out. Point them out. Uh, I like alliteration. <laughs> Doctor Jess likes colons. We'll put them together. There you go. Well, uh, thank you all for hanging out with us again another week. A couple, couple things. We are going to be not. Sh- I guess we're going to be changing the link here at the beginning of of September simply because we're going to try to, we're going to try something out. We probably should do a test run, uh, like on a Monday or something or earlier that night, maybe, maybe eight o'clock, um, that night too, so that we can share onto YouTube and share onto Facebook to hopefully, uh, gain some more traction. Mm-hmm. share with some more people who need this stuff we're after you know a lot of y'all notice i see some i saw mona in here that's awesome thank you for hanging out with us jennifer and and barbara you know strong just strong <laughs> out here so we appreciate y'all uh so with that said just just look out for that and we will make ample announcements uh so that everybody knows when that's going on but we're looking to broaden the audience we're gonna try to shift some things onto YouTube. So yeah, we just want to share the message uh, and hang out with us. Thank you so much, Mona. That means a lot. Thanks, Mona. Yeah. Mona does great work uh, at the Westmoreland uh, Art Museum. Museum of Art. I always, I always goof it, so I hope I said that right. I love um, the museum. Yeah, that, I mean, I love that, that space and they've welcomed me there, so, and Mona's been a part of that, so I'm so appreciative uh, of her. And, and that team up there. So, uh, okay. So white, those, those were the announcements. Church is, <laughs> church is dismissed for, uh, for the, the preachers. Well, we, 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 did, we testified, we gave the benediction and uh, we're going to whop on out of here. Where are we convening again? Uh, we are. You can catch us on Instagram live tomorrow night. We are over a hundred followers, but I feel like we should keep keep the maybe we can do the big flip with everything in September. I like it. That's a good idea. 
I'm into that. Here for it. So meet us on Instagram live tomorrow at tomorrow at 8.30 p.m. on my Instagram, uh, elise.michelle. And you can find all of our handles on our Instagram page. So you won't miss a minute. We'll see y'all then. I'll catch y'all on the on the FaceTime. Perfect. Peace. Good night. <laughs>